Hello there, and welcome to episode 50-5-0, that's a milestone, of Riot Act, the alternative music podcast. But hold on a minute, I hear you cry. That's not the voice of the bitter, resentful, angry man that I'm used to hearing at the start of the podcast, but rather his dashing and incredibly handsome co-host, Renfrey Deadman. Hello. Uh, yeah, that's right. The lunatic has taken over the asylum today. And um, with me to keep me in check and make sure I get my meds, we have a very special guest in the form of Damien Sale from the St. Pierre Snake Invasion. How are you, Damien? Au revoir. <laughs> How's it going, man? Thank you so much for joining us. That's all my, my absolute pleasure. Um, you've come up on the plush mega bus we were just discussing today thank you yeah very very nice is that that they have like the leather seats don't they they certainly did and they have the cup holders no cup holders oh fuck that they had the the leg the leg rests oh very nice Had blinds on the front so you've been spoiled rotten today already basically styling it out (laughs) uh well thank you very much for joining us as um anyone who listened to last week's show will know steve is taking a couple of weeks off um but uh he received a lot of your messages over Twitter and stuff. And even though he said, please don't at me and please don't tweet me secretly inside, I know full well that he's very appreciative of them. So thank you very much for being so supportive and lovely guys. Um, We are a part of Musicism, as you all know by now, I'm very happy to be as well. They provide some of the best online tutorials. If you fancy yourself as a budding singer, guitarist or producer, you can go to musicism.net. That's M-U-S-I-C isum.net and you can sign up for all of their courses for the minuscule sum of 9.99 a month uh you can also get 25 percent off when you put in the code riot all in capital letters letters i said that letters. in a weird way don't know why i said that like that uh in the checkout um could you could probably do with some singing lessons oh. you? <laughs> that was how this is started bastard. already there we go well, I know I can do this because I've f- faffed over your new record and been like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So I can take the piss. I mean, that, which is, you're forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I could, prob- I, could, I could probably do with some singing lessons. Something about the breathing technique and maybe... Diaphra- uh, engaging diaf- the diaphragm. Engaging the di- do you engage the diaphragm? I've, I, have di- I have engaged the diaphragm. <laughs> Not a euphemism. I, I, I have engaged the di- many a diaphragm. No, I've... I, on the first album, there was a song uh, where I was singing and I realised that I, oh, that's what my diaphragm is. Right. And But I hadn't, it's, it was just a fluke. I have no idea how I did it. Did you realise that in the studio? I did. I, I could feel it. I could, all oh, right, okay, that's, this feels powerful. Yeah. Um, obviously, it was not like that on the majority of, <laughs> yeah. of the album. But um, <laughs> you're, you're basically, like, your stomach muscles are meant to... I mean, hurt is probably too far, but you, you they're meant to have a workout yeah. by the end of like, yeah. you know, if you've been singing for half an hour or whatever, but you know, but it's punk, isn't it? So fuck it. Um, we're also sponsored by Arc Tangent Festival. Oh, you're not. Oh, here we go. No, here we go. We're, we're, we're literally getting money from these people, Damien, so we have to be nice to them. Yeah. Uh, Arc Tangent is a critically acclaimed independent festival that's been delivering world-class lineups that you won't find anywhere else on earth. That's pretty much true. Probably a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to leave. I'm so broke, Damien. Please don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> the focus is on post-rock, math-rock, alt-rock, left-field and experimental rock music. All your favourite <coughs> kind of musics, I would say, Damien, right? Yeah. 
Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> there are over 90 bands. Play along, please. There are over 90 bands playing across the three days, including headliners Sugar, Battles, and Coheed and Cambria. But alongside them, there's like, oh, there's fucking loads of bands. Three there's Track Tigers. Um, three Track Tigers, Physics House Band, TTNG, Russian Circles, Caspian, Brutus, Mammoth Weed, Wizard Bastard, Tosca, Carpenter Brute, Pigs, 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 Pigs. Steve had a go at me last week because I didn't say enough pigs. I only said five pigs. I know, it's a silly name. It is a silly name. Speaking of silly names, your band are playing as well, aren't they? The St. Pierre <laughs> Snake Invasion. We are on the same stage as Mashaka. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Oh, so your main stage? Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be I fucking so, wicked. Yeah. On the I've same day? On the same day as Mashaka, yeah. Oh. On the same stage. I've, I've heard they're excited. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard Thomas Hacker is beside himself <laughs> with anxiety about maybe meeting Patrick Daly of the St. Pierre Snake Invasion. His all-time favourite musician. I'm sure, I'm sure he is. Well, um, if he hasn't sorted out his tickets yet, not that he needs to sort out his tickets because no. he's playing the festival, but we actually have a code for uh, Arctangent as well where you can get 10% off. Uh, you either put Riot Act or one word in the checkout or Riot. I was told, so we had this big thing last week about, oh, it has to be a capital R, capital A, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, there's no cap restrictions on it, so you can type it whatever damn way you please. They'll take it, but... Uh, they'll take it, yeah, um, and you'll get a cool 10% off the regular price, which makes it about 90 quid, I think. That's like 30 quid a day. That is pretty damn good, right? That is worth every penny to see I us and Mashaka. <laughs> Alone. I'm joking. I'm joking. There's lo there are actually loads of bands that I want to see. Well, we've, um, I I've not even counted how many bands I want to see yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the region of 40 or 50. It's, it's an in all, all, the, all piss taken aside. It's by far, it is by far the best lineup they've ever done. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd go as far as to say it's probably better than any Trees lineup as well. I think it's probably the best that they've done. Yeah. Uh, for, my, for my taste, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do, I love the experimental left field stuff. I'm yeah. all into that. Um, but, uh, and you guys have played, I mean, actually the first time I ever saw you guys was uh, Art of Tangent and the first year, as a matter of fact, 2013. Was, yeah, we played twice that year. Oh, did you? Yeah, so we played um, Astrohenge pulled out on the first day that's right so that's what happened so we we got there on the friday to do this secret well this there's a standing set i told the boys this isn't our set so we play it then we chill out tomorrow is is when people are going to be coming to see us so we need to just make sure we're professional i got smashed <laughs> absolutely smashed honestly and um it's the only time, it's the only time in nine years of doing the band where I, I wanted to stop mid-set. Mid well, I, because you felt so... I, I was being sick everywhere. No. I, I gave, there's photos, if you, if you can find them online. So Dev from Idols, the bassist, we, got, we came with us and he, I just gave him the mic. So there's, he was actually singing parts that oh that's amazing so, anyway we digress <laughs> <laughs> um it dark tangent takes place at fernhill farm just outside bristol between the 15th and 17th of august uh it won the it was the winner of the best small festival in the uk last year 2018's uk festival awards it's won that award several times and um fully deserves it in my opinion mm. um because it is fantastic um damien i've wanted this opportunity to sit down and talk to you about um Caprice Enchante? Enchante. Enchante. I'm so I sorry. I believe that's how the French say it. Enchante. Caprice Enchante. Enchante. For starters, what does it mean? So, ca Caprice, so to be capricious is to go from one extreme to another um, very quickly. 
and Oshante mean it means nice to meet you in French or enchanted. Oh. Um, so it was yeah, it was about it's about loving music and hating music almost simultaneously. So it, it happens, it flips so quickly that that you don't know where you are. Which let's be honest, a lot of bands have that relationship with any, music. I think any anyone who's creative think it yeah. doesn't matter what it is, whether you're a writer or an actor or, or what have you, you're one minute you think you're like, this is the best thing I've ever done. This is amazing. And then the next day you're like, why am, why am I such a useless piece of shit? <laughs> why? What am I doing? Why? I, I, I remember that about the creative process when I was writing music. Why do you think that it, but that does seem to be an essential part of it. Why do you think, why do you think that happens? Why do you think we flip flop between, you know, as soon as when you write a riff you think it's the best thing you've ever done and then you mm. come back to the, your shitty recording of it like a day later and you're like that is fucking bollocks yeah i don't know i don't know i think i think good musicians or the musicians that i know who i would deem to be good are really self-critical i think the people and you can hear it in certain some bands music or some artist music where it is shit and it's because there isn't that much thought they've gone. They're always in danger, I find. You're always in danger when you're writing something of thinking that it's good because it's yours or putting a lot of, because it, you're invested in it, then it has to be good. So if mm. it's a, you, you know, a lot of people do it with, you know, when you were younger and your friends would like show you the demos or something and they'd, they'd go, wait, wait for this bit two minutes in. Yes, and they just keep a song because in, there was a really good riff at two minutes. When really, the song was shit. You should have just got rid of the song and kept the riff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But you're invested in it. It's because it's yours. And I think, yeah, I think people do that. And I think that's part partly why I flip flop because mm. like, it's not, is is this good enough? I'm always second guessing. I feel like the name is quite appropriate as well because something that I, I mean I heard that you were very thrilled about this comparison I compared it to one of my favorite albums of all mm. time the refused shape the refused the shape of punk to come mm -hmm, you was. have to pronounce that properly yeah and I and I did that because um I feel like it's a hardcore record which looks outside of the boundaries of hardcore and brings in lots of other different elements as well so I absolutely adore the fact that <laughs> you have this song uh, well I mean Carol Deering is probably yeah. my favorite song on the record um which goes through so many different parts and bits and pieces. Um, and then the record scratches, it comes in with this weird sort of do, 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 yeah. do, do riff. Um, and then uh, a bunch of opera singers come in. Yeah. So that, that's, you know, that's sort of what I mean by that comparison. But it feels like you really wanted to focus on this sort of chaotic feeling of bringing lots of different elements in, particularly with this album. Yeah. Um, was that like, was that a goal or was that something that it you... Was, um... Basically, we when we did the first album, it was it was rushed. So we went in to do an EP. We had three days to do the EP. We did three of the four songs in the first three hours. So we had two and a half days Fuck. to record one song. So we rushed. We were like, right, whatever whatever songs we've got that we know. Sam had only been in the band <coughs> and the drummer for about six months, something like that. So we just we taught him. I wrote two songs there. I taught him another song and we put an album out. And because of that, it's, you know, I like that album. 
but it's a collection of, of songs. Mm. And we we didn't really do any PR. We didn't push it or anything like that. And it quite rightfully went under under the radar. Mm. Which at the time fucked me off. But in hindsight, it was probably the best thing that happened to us. Because with the second one, I was like, well, look, it was just about when idols started getting bigger and a lot of bands that had kind of that um, sarcasm and sardony yes. around p social issues yeah. started getting bigger. And I, I kind of felt like, well, we could have been lumped in with that album. Would have, if the album would have done better, we would have been lumped in with that. So we wanted to move away from that. And also, we if, if the album had done well, we'd been stuck with that sound. And it was really important for me. It's always been the aim for us to, to develop and change on each album that we do so that it's exciting for us and interesting for us, but for people who are into us as well. So the whole premise of the album was kind of, was, was half fucking watch this. And yeah. Then, yeah. Fucking watch this then. And half kind of like, well, there are no rules. We are not tied to fucking anything. anything. We're not tied yeah. to a label. We've got a management. We haven't got an agent. We've got nothing. We've got, a very dedicated group of, uh, of of fans, quite diminutive in size, but definitely dedicated though. Dedicated from day uh, one. Amazing. I've noticed that. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking amazing. And we were like, well, they'll they'll follow us. We were sure that they'll follow us. So it was just yeah. We we were just kind of when I was saying to the boys. So this is the bit here where it's uh, I'm going to put a Welsh choir in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? oh, it was a Welsh choir. It's a Welsh choir. Yeah. So it's because it, yeah. So it's um. I keep saying opera singers. I, I just thought, I, it's a not. lot of people do. I mean, it sounds like opera. Yeah, it's quite opera. opera right? yeah. yeah, it's actually um, the it's the Feneshi. Easy for you. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm not even going to try. male voice choir. Um, and yeah, it's because um, I'm I'm Welsh, so I want and the yeah. album's about identity. I wanted to put something in there, but but yeah. So and the boys at first were kind of like that's fucking mental. Yeah, but they kind of got it in the end. We were like. There's no fucking, we can start this album with the safety word is Oklahoma. Yeah. And then because of everything that happens all the way through to finish with just a melodica on its own. Yeah, exactly. Will make fucking sense. Yes. Whereas if you just say that to people where you have a song, which is in the vein of like Panasonic youth in the way that it just comes straight in, mm -hmm. which was the intent. The Dillinger song. Yeah. For those who don't know. Yeah, if you, if right. you don't know that song, then, <laughs> then stop what, listening what to this show. About? <laughs> but, um, so Panasonic Youth by the Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, yes, yeah, the song like that, and and then melodica. If you just said that to someone out of context, they'd be like, "That's just fucking." That sounds madness. bonkers. But yeah. when you get to the end of it, it, it makes sense. But that's always my favorite strain of hardcore, like we compared it to the chariot quite yeah, a lot, a lot that, yeah. um just in terms of like you really do not know what is going to come mm. next and i think the first maybe half dozen listens when i was sort of trying to get my head around the record i was like this is so exciting because anything can happen at any point mm. um and i i really get off on that style of hardcore the way the chariot do it refused certainly on the shape of punks come um glass jaw to an extent i suppose um but i, I yeah i'm really into that all of that sort of stuff. I think um, it is an album which talks about identity quite a lot. Yeah. You, you touched on it there. Um, can you ex can you expand those themes a yeah. little bit and tell me what what it is specifically about social identity? So it was it was just um, 
so initially it was the album was going to be about romanticism so i started writing it when i was about 30 and i'd always i think what triggered it is i when i was 13 14 or 15 learning how to play guitar and writing music and writing songs i was like i'll never be 30 years old doing this i'll just get in fucking do it and get out get out mm -hmm. naively um thinking that i would you know I'd, have, I'd be ruling the world. I'd be the Jay Z mm. of the <laughs> <laughs> the Jay Z of the of the alternative rock scene. And um, lo and behold, I'm not. <laughs> and I wasn't when I was 30. So it was um, it was reflecting on that. Like, so okay, you, it, it was interesting to me to be like, okay, well, 15 year old you thought that you'd be in this position at yeah. this age, and you're fucking nowhere near it. So what what are we doing? You know, is, are we are we carrying on? Are we stopping? Are we going to do something else? So it was about, I was just thinking about how I would feel if 15-year-old me knew that 30-year-old me would miss that target by a fucking, by an right, ocean. Right, right. Um, but then, so I started thinking about romanticism and how I'd romanticize the future as a teen. And now I was romanticizing the past as that teen where it was simpler and, you know, there was all this hope because anything could happen. So you know it won't fucking mm. <laughs> 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 kill me, but um, <laughs> but yeah, and then it just slowly developed into into like self entitlement. I thought I, my friends were so idols were getting bigger, and and sure, I was like, yeah. well, fucking, what's why is it happening to them and not me? And then I, when I pondered on that, I was like, well, that's a really disgusting way to to feel, you know. It's not. But it's the way it's the way a lot of bands feel. Yeah. It, it's 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 a tr it's tricky when you're when you're um compadres when you're friends mm. i mean idols there's i think idols are wonderful yeah, and the success they've had i'm so pleased that a yeah. band like that is getting yeah, mainstream yeah. attention but yeah i can it, it's just natural well, I, look, think, I, to I be. think you know I'm, i can I, i'll say on here because I've, I've i've spoken to them uh, about it so for a, for a long time we were see that we were one of the few bands if not for me anyway i didn't see any other bands that were doing that kind of social commentary with with sarcasm and a bit of energy and and, and what have you certainly I mean, these days yeah it's happened in the past yeah, but yeah, yeah yeah i mean when we were kind of initially starting out and the first two or three years <coughs> there wasn't a lot of that and we yeah. kind of went under the radar and i kept saying to the guys look you know we people are waiting to hear this because there's not a lot of it about, but I know that people just have faith, stick with me, we, this is what's happening. And sure as shit, they were waiting for that, but it yeah. just happened to be my friend's band who yeah, yeah, yeah. through it. And as, as happy as I was for them and, and, and amazing as it is to see them, I was kind of like, well, what, where the fuck is, like Steve Lamax said to Dev, I've been waiting to hear a band that sounds like this. And I was like, well, where the fuck have you been for the last five years, like, dickhead? <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve, if you're listening, Steve yeah. Mac, that is. And obviously, and obviously, like, their first album is better than our first album, <laughs> in, in my opinion. I, I, yeah, I agree In my opinion, it, it is better. And we were certainly not anywhere near um, capable of doing what they were doing. Mm. But it was that kind of, why them, not me, that entitlement. It was almost like a poison. And I never begrudged their success or anything like that. Mm. But I was, it was, it was very clear that I was kind of, it was very, my take on it was very egocentric and which led me to that kind of the importance of identity and me feeling like I was losing part of my identity through their success. Mm. I was losing my identity through, uh, through my own lack of success. I was losing my identity, which is 
someone who's creative, as a, a musician, as a lyricist, through me getting older and that sense, you know, the, the, what that, the parameters I put on myself when I was a teen about not doing it when I'm 30. You know, mm -hmm. No one wants to see a 30 year old man trying to make it. So that's bullshit. It is bullshit, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's definitely, you know, I do, I do agree with that maxim that rock and roll is a young man's game to a degree. Mm. But I also think there are, you know, there are plenty of amazing, well, we were discussing Deftones on the way mm. up here, who I know are one of your favorite bands. I, and I think Deftones have managed to sort of grow uh, old gracefully. Yeah. Uh, some bands don't manage it, despite me absolutely adoring them. I think Metallica have failed to do that, mm. um, for example. Um, but, um, you know, it's just sort of learning how to do that and mm. learning how to adapt to kind of um, the, I suppose, your age, I guess. Yeah. You know. I think, I, th I think age is irrelevant as long as the person who's making that music is aware that they're not, going over old tropes. I think, you know, when you talk about Metallica, I think if, when they, for me, I quite like Load and Reload. I like Load and Reload I, as well. I, I really, I, in fact, I, I, I'd say they're two of my favorite Metallica, if not my two favorite Metallica. <laughs> I, fucking at me, guys, don't. No, do you know what? <laughs> I, on this podcast, you'll probably get a lot of support because I, I think Metallica are actually a better hard rock band than mm. they are a metal band yeah, yeah. in many ways. Mm. Um, but yeah, sorry, go on. Um, so yeah, I think they they changed there, and it was and it was interesting, and then they kind of went back, and the, so the 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 thing that they fucked up is when they they tried to become current. So mm. them, and then and then after they tried to become current, they went instead of doing something different again, they just went back to try and sound like what people the wanted. Absolutely, and I think that's where getting old, like we're talking with Deftones. I think particularly with Gore, I think you can say that they they are maybe guilty of going over well trodden ground again but i think up until up until that point uh, they've they've always developed and changed mm. and, and added um whereas i think with metallica they they went for that trying to be current failed we'll just go back to the old stuff that has been done to death yeah yeah. I, I think Metallica were on the forefront of um, something every single time um, they released a record up until St. Anger. So, mm. you know, Kill 'em All, they more or less invented thrash. Yeah. You know, Ride the Lightning, they then added those um, ballads to it and mm. stuff, you know, and, and made it far grander and awesome. Yeah. They did a few records like that and then they did the hard rock phase with Load and Reload. You know, and everyone was following Metallica. Like as soon, you know, Metallica released the Black Album, every metal band tries to do sort of shorter, more melodic, punchier songs, you know. St. Anger was like the first point where it felt like Metallica was looking at what others were doing yeah. and going, oh, new metal's a thing. A couple of years, way too late. Yeah. Let's take out solos. Let's tune everything down. Let's make James Hetfield really angry, even though he's not that angry. Well, I suppose he was at the time. But, you know, like, and it felt like the first time where they looked at a scene and tried to copy it as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, yeah, kind I of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll always have a soft spot for Metallica and I do love them. I saw them a couple of uh, weeks ago and, and they put on a great show. It was very, very good. Not as good as a show that we're going to talk about uh, in a moment. moment. But um, yeah, um, I think that whole thing of like trying to uh, retain your identity, but also keep changing and mm. developing is a very hard thing to do. Yeah. And that's, um, that was, and that, and you know, that was, that is and was the, the aim of, of, of the band. We knew that I knew when we, when I was writing the second, 
that it couldn't sound like the first one, but it couldn't sound, it was, well, hopefully, to, to my ear, and it is my stuff, so I, I'm gonna say this. I don't think there's an album that sounds like that at the moment from bands that we're now being affiliated with. I don't think there's a, an album that sounds like that. Maybe you can hear the influences, but there's currently, mm. there isn't. So it was important that it didn't sound like the first album, it was important it didn't sound like anything else that was happening but it also was important that it still sounded like us yeah and i think that's the kind of that's where we're at that's what we're trying to aim for you know yeah to keep it interesting it's um it is a phenomenal record if you haven't heard it yet uh anyone listening to this and you're interested in you know um i'm i'm, I'm broadly going to call it a hardcore record that mm. feels like i'm doing it a disservice because no. there's so much on it but you know if you're vaguely interested in hardcore and you haven't checked it out then then do so i definitely think it's going to be collectively one of our favorite albums of the year um so <laughs> all right all right <laughs> fucking hell I'm pop joking. that ego I'm balloon fucking, damien right. it's like the start of <laughs> maybe 10 minutes in mate you see um Right. Okay. Um, let's do some live reviews. Um, last night, as a matter of fact, as we record this, I travelled to um, sunny Milton Keynes. Um, that's a joke. Um, and, uh, Milton Keynes. What a terrible what is place it, the concrete, to put. Concrete something. They call it the concrete jungle. I mean, that's probably a little bit harsh these days. Um, but uh, you know, Milton Keynes is is not a place that has a lot around. Um, but yesterday they had. Um, German industrial fire lovers Rammstein uh, why not <laughs> play the uh, <laughs> if you're going to do it why not do it in Mil- 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 Milton Keynes I can't even say it Milton Keynes um, yeah and uh, this was like the first show Rammstein have played for quite a long time like they did download a few years ago mm. it's their first show since they released their uh, self-titled or untitled album Rammstein uh, in the UK and um, believe it or not, it was very fiery. Uh, there was a lot of bangs. Um, Rammstein, so I confess, I'd never seen Rammstein live before, uh, which might come as a bit of a surprise, but um, I'd seen loads of footage and like all the, D- there's loads of DVDs and stuff of them live. So I half knew what to expect. Cox and leather. Cox and leather. Yeah, more or less. There wasn't loads of leather. There were no, plenty, plenty cock. There was cock. There was cock. Yeah, cock there was definitely cocks. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin with this. First of all, I should say I, I showed you the stage set a little bit earlier, yeah. and you were like, "Fucking hell!" Basically, there's this re- very long, tall tower, which is kind of. It feels like corrugated iron. I don't think it was, but that kind of feel, that sort of, that German kind of um, stark, you know, well, almost like a concrete jungle thing. It was very Milton Keynes. Um, But like this huge tall tower, which had a video screen, which would like move up and down in between. And they they had parts where there was pyro going up the whole way. There was uh, lights that went up this entire tower. And then the back wall was basically just a huge amount of, I would guess 60, 70 floodlights, which would just blind the crowd every so often. And then they had these huge industrial sized fans on stage and things like this. And it was just, it, it just an epic um, stage, I suppose you would say like a, a epic sort of stage set. Um, like a fucking spaceship, what you showed me. Yes, like, exa- exactly. Like, a, like someone took a spaceship and the kind of the vehicles from 
Mad Max Fury Road and just amalgamated them. Do you know what? Mad Max isn't a bad shout, actually. It is just like that really industrial kind of yeah. uh, dirty feel. Like you know, you know how like Star Wars is the dirty dirty sci-fi and star trek's like the clean sci-fi this yeah. is far more star wars than star trek uh, as you'd expect from ramstein hmm. um and um i mean just just to begin with like the the practically the first thing that happened was a massive explosion on stage <laughs> i'm not a gambling man <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, what's the first thing i'm gonna see it's a 50 50 toss between a giant cock or a fucking explosion, or an explosion coming out of the urethra of a giant car <laughs> at a Ramstein show. That is the one thing. That's the one trick they're missing. Yeah. They have cocks and they have explosions. They don't have exploding Copyright cocks. Now, so <laughs> You're going to do it for St. Pierre fucking now. Watch the Art Tangent set. <laughs> um, oh, there's a promise. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, and there was, a, there was an awful lot of... Um, they played eight songs from the new album. Um have how you... was that? How was that? Because that's a that's a bold move. Well, I so I we were quite kind about the new record. I think it's a, I think it's a decent Ramstein record. Um, it's it's not going to blow anyone away, I don't think. But it is a it's a good yeah. Ramstein record. I thought the songs fit in really really well. I mean, sometimes it felt like they were had been part of the set for a very very long time. To be honest, so I think that's all that you can ask for really yeah. with I'm new, not with too new familiar stuff. with their, their back catalogue to, right. to give a to give a, a considered opinion. But. Well there were definitely I mean there were definitely highlights which were things from the new record. So for example there's this song called uh pup puppe it means puppet in German. No. Just imagine that with a German accent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is poop, actually, I think. Which, for my money, is the best song on the record. But they also had this amazing stage set where basically uh, Till brings out a metal pram. Right. Um, and then they brought this camera so that like you can see, you know, they go up to like each individual member of the band and you can see that it's all live and stuff. And then they bring the they bring the camera into the pram and there's what looks like a horribly mutilated baby in there. Oh my lord. Just sort of screaming and going meh, meh, meh. and then they set the pram on fire. Obviously, because it's Rammstein. <laughs> and it was genuinely one of the most disturbing things Fucking I've ever seen. Mad German bastards. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who thought that up? I know. If it's I was sat, fucking... if I was sat and like Zach or Paddy came in and was like, God, it's a great idea for me. <laughs> Watch this, people are gonna lose their shit. I'd be like, Fucking whatever you are smoking, <laughs> stop. It was but it hey. It was a highlight. I, I fucking it, right was it was great. It was fucking amazing. Jesus. Um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, very disturbing. And I think those images are going to stay with me for a long time. It's a really disturbing song anyway. We right. discussed it on the show a few weeks ago. Um, but uh, yeah, my God. Um, 
but you know, I think a lot of the new songs really worked very well. There was a the the first single they released is called Deutschland, and um, I think I've heard that one. Yeah, Deutschland. Uh, it has an amazing video. I would actually recommend checking out I the video for Deutschland. It's like a good ten minute epic. It's absolutely incredible. Um, but uh, Deutschland, when it came out, I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's just very Rammstein by numbers live. I was like, this is fucking yes. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was just absolutely fantastic. Um, they played a bunch of older stuff as well as you would expect. Um, you know, did the usual kind of thing with Mind Tile. Uh, well, I don't know if you know about this, but basically, um, their keyboard player is called Flock, and he seems to be the guy. Flock, F L A K E, but oh, it's flark, pronounced Flock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Herr Flock. Herr yeah. And uh, he's um, he's kind of most of the time the butt of their jokes. Let's say yeah. he's usually the guy who gets set on fire, um, and. He comes out in this big pot uh, and, uh, you know, Till has a chef's hat on and he just starts cooking him with a flamethrower. Um, and uh, it really is good fun. Uh, and, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, they changed it slightly from what I've seen of Mind Tile in the past because usually they just cook him with a flamethrower. But this time around, you know, he wasn't cooked enough. So they bring on a second flamethrower, which is even bigger and he's still not cooked enough. So then Till brings out this massive penis gun let's say actually do you know what there was oh, fire from the urethra you can't the take fuck? this idea now basically a massive um phallic gun which just fired fire <laughs> which fired you, fire. nostradamian they call me mate <laughs> nostradamian um i i mean and you know and just the spectacle was incredible i mean when um they had uh, these towers, because it's a stadium show, they have these towers. You know when you have towers a little bit further back, which have another set, of, another yeah, kind yeah. of PA there, so people towards the back can hear it. So they had those towers, but Pyro was going off on the top of those towers as well. And I was actually quite near the back, which at first I was a bit like, oh, oh Till's like an ant-sized mm. thing. But actually, it actually proved to be a really good spot to watch watch it because you know you could see the full spectacle and it's probably the safest it is certainly the safest but my god when that pyro went off on those towers jesus you could feel it it was so hot by the time night fell it's getting a little bit chilly i'd only brought a t-shirt rather stupidly uh, and i was quite cold and the pyro goes off i'm like oh nice warm (laughs) it was so it was yeah exactly it was huge it was absolutely huge and spectacular as you would as you would uh, imagine the great thing about Rammstein, which isn't talked about very much, though, is they can also they can be small. Mm. Um, so um, there was this point that there's like a B stage that they have uh, and they went um, and it's kind of it's sort of at the side of the stadium. And it's just this little. Were they small or were they just really far away? <laughs> Don't do a father Ted on me. Don't do a father Ted on me. Father Ted joke. Are you sure that you were just if you're at the back, they're just really far away, Renfrew? You've gone mad. Stage B, I would say, is probably the size maybe of a double decker bus, maybe a little bit fatter, but you know. And um they basically went on there and did a piano version of uh Engel, which was really you know, really beautiful and understated and stuff and it just sort of shows whilst people always go on about the pyro and things with Rammstein and for good reason because they no one does it better um they can be small and they can be um quite beautiful as well um that the, one of the songs they did um which is very sort of not what you'd normally associate with um 
Rammstein is Orna Dich. Uh, on a dish oh, from uh, on, on a, a it's not called on a dick. There's going to be a lot of dick talk with this, um, which is a really, I mean, it's a really beautiful song. I don't have the translated lyrics. Is that in, in German as well? Because yeah, I, yeah, German's quite a, like a, I can speak a little bit of German, right? But I, I could never imagine it being sung as kind of like a ballad or like a, you know, because it, it's quite a it's quite a it's a very harsh language harsh isn't, it? Yeah. language, isn't it? it yeah it works i mean obviously um obviously the german language works particularly well with rammstein's more typical songs yeah. um which is why i think it's brilliant that they do sing in their native german you yeah know? i think fuck i like that yeah i think I've, it's I've fantastic that about them yeah like, yeah fuck you and yeah. the fact that they've got that big doing that well yeah i was saying before i can't i can't i never i wouldn't if you'd i never would have thought of rammstein as playing a, a stadium no well i i don't know the side in, in milton Keynes. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um yes i need to mention more penis stuff obviously mm. um there was these big sort of uh cannons that erupted um oh how can i put this uh semen confetti uh, mm. <laughs> um and at first like till was riding this cannon and semen <laughs> what's the i just uh, look, uh, sorry it took it it's a bit of a delayed response and i just kind of i heard it kind of acknowledged it and then pictured it and i was like oh yeah oh yeah it was good it was good wow. um at first i thought i thought the cannon that um till was riding was a little bit weedy i was like oh i was expecting a bit more more semen, to that's be honest. What, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, it's been said to me. So yeah, I was going to say, uh, that was, that was, again, from the annals of my uh, sexual history. Though. But, uh, but uh, of course they didn't disappoint because the, um, uh, like a verse later, uh, they had four um, of these penis cannons around each tower. I think there were three towers and then they all burst out and then it was just a big... Mm. Uh, yeah. semen orgy yeah, <laughs> I suppose a, if you will so yeah if you want to get um, covered in have some of that Sergio Ramos <laughs> you horrible cunt <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> they also have like, like there was this actually quite poignant moment I thought as well um, after the song that they played on the B stage they came back to the crowd by putting some dinghy this is quite Ramstein have done this quite a bit but they put some dinghies on top of the crowd and then they like oh, sort yeah. of crowd surf back but the difference this time around was um till when went up onto the stage uh you know w w at, not on the boats he kind of like went round backstage i'm assuming and then just had a sign which said um uh, it was welcome in german willkommen 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 um, and it was just this nice little refugees oh, uh, with the refugees nice. crisis and all this kind of thing. And just a li nice little bit of politics in there, yeah. which just was just a nice little bit of politics like in your Rammstein show. Social comedy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't know if it was the, the smoke from the pyro getting to me or something, but I thought I found it quite emotional. Oh, and sweet. Well, that's very sweet. There was a little tear. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cocks, semen confetti. And a little bit of altruism as well. <laughs> yeah. Just throw a little bit of altruism in there. But, well, exactly. I mean, that sums up the whole thing. I mean, it, I, it's 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 not something that people talk about with Rammstein very often, but they do have that social, political consciousness, yeah. I think. Um, not in the same way 
that uh, St. Pierre word or refused word or anything mm. like that. But they definitely have it and they definitely, you know, just just even little things like there was an announcement at the beginning asking, you know, if we would prefer it if you didn't film any of the show, which I definitely think should be adhered to, although it clearly wasn't being adhered to no. by a lot of people. But just the fact that the, the message came out in English, German and French, mm. just stuff like that. I just love that element. Fuck the Spanish though. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't Spanish, Everyone's actually. welcome. Yeah, sure, it's Spanish, yeah. <laughs> Fucking take your tapas and fuck, fuck the off. fuck off, Danke Shun. <laughs> All right, Ramstein, wind your neck in, lads. But I honestly think, so look, man, I haven't been to many stadium shows because it's not what I tend to enjoy mm. um, as much. I've seen, um, you know, the quote-unquote reunited Guns N' Roses lineup. Uh, in a stadium twice, which was actually very good. Metallica in a stadium. Um, what else have I seen? I don't know. By far, it must be the best stadium show I've ever seen. Fair dues. Um, There's and some big names in there as well. Yeah, so exactly. And I think just the manner in which, uh, actually a friend of mine pointed this out to me. He said that what I love about Rammstein is it's not just the pyro going on around them. They are... Um, they are triggering the pyro. Are they really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you have like the guitarists have these flamethrower guitars, which but, they are triggering but. themselves. They're all. Um, I think when the band started, I think it was only Till who was like, uh, who had all this fire safety training and so on and so forth. But I believe that all six of them are now like trained so that they Team can bonding exercise. <laughs> Let's go out and right, blow some shit up. Yeah, <laughs> enough enough writing. Who needs to write music, guys? What we need <laughs> is to, to learn how to make some improvised explosive devices. <laughs> but yeah, it is all triggered themselves. I mean, Till had a, like, uh, for want of a better word, a backpack that was like exploding out of fire in all different mm. directions at some point. Yeah, and that's, that's all triggered by them, you know. Fair dues. I so, mean, look. They're German, so they can do it because they're efficient and know what they're doing. <laughs> You're not getting anyone from the valleys doing pyro, man. Not, <laughs> not a chance. Kelly Jones, not a fucking chance. Yeah, Kelly Jones is, uh, I mean, I've seen Stereophonics live and uh, it was one of the most forgettable experiences yeah. of my entire life. But my nan used to work with Kelly Jones's really? father in the, in, the, in the valleys and she said that he, he, was, he liked to play with fire. Is that right? No, I just made that up. <laughs> totally made that up. We're all about facts on this podcast, Damien. Come on. Um, <laughs> that takes one match to burn a thousand trees. There we go. Nice reference. I loved it. Um, That's what he's up to. Shit. Those first two Stereophonics albums were good, but... Yeah, I loved them. I loved those yeah. two albums when I was a kid. Um, but anyway, Rammstein. Uh, yes, so Rammstein were absolutely explosive and brilliant, as you would expect them to be. Um, another band who are explosive, but not quite in the same way and in a far smaller uh, capacity and venue, was Frontera. Now, mm. you are a big Frontera fan. I do like Frontera very, very much. What is it about Frontera that you like so much? <laughs> So this is going to sound start? like a backhanded compliment, okay? I fucking love my sugar. Right? Mm -hmm. I fucking love my sugar. Mm -hmm. They're probably one of the few metal bands, if you want to call them that, that I, that I like. Um, because of that, what I fucking hate are bands that Rip sound off. like my sugar, mm -hmm. 
particularly the ones that have like Linkin Park vocals over it. I fucking hate it. It boils my piss. Can you give us some examples provided you're I'd not like, not. okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> I'd fine. Rather fucking not, as, actually, as soon as I said that, I realized, oh, hold on, you're in a band. You're yeah, pushing. I'd rather yeah. not. Yeah, but um, so Frontier, when I, I can't, I can't even remember how I heard them. I think I just had my, um, I put a, my Sugar song on, a one band song on and, and went on the radio on Spotify. So it just yeah. goes through. Yeah. And this came, I remember, I think it was Mount Swath, one of the, uh-huh. and I was like, what the fucking, Yep, they played that the third. Shit, what the shit is that? And um, and it sounded like Mashuga, but but not enough like Mashuga mm-hmm. that they were ripping it off. They were doing their own thing, and that kid's voice is fucking insane. Chad, yeah, absolutely fucking insane. And I just, yeah, I loved it. I loved the first album. I didn't think they could get any heavier. And then they put out the second yeah, album. Yeah, Unloved is fucking and, um, mad. I was, I was just laughing. I listened to the second album on, on the couch at home, just laughing yeah. at how fucking ridiculous it was. It is In a the, good way. It is the kind of music that just makes you laugh because you're like, you don't know what else to do. Yeah, you're yeah. like, holy shit, this yeah. is ridiculous. That, I think it's their third song where they're not. That's not a time signature. <laughs> That's not a fucking time signature. Like, yeah. It's just ridiculous. It does. It sounds like they just right. I'm gonna play this. Let's. We're just gonna go on the count of three. No one. You can't hear me. I can't hear you. And we're just gonna fucking do it. And then they just done it and gone. That's a song. There you are. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm absolutely positive that there's a lot more. Yeah, I think there's for the <laughs> amount more of thought gone into it than that course there is but to me i was like it was making my fucking head hurt i was like what are you doing i even i think i tweeted them saying i've just listened to the new album you boys are taking the piss <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? it's fucking amazing yeah really yeah good. they 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 are absolutely phenomenal i mean when we've spoken about them on this show before i've kind of said that i feel like frontier are a kind of so ahead of the pack that they they feel like one of those bands who people aren't gonna get until like ten years after they yeah, split yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I I, <clears throat> I um when they released the second album, I think I I tweeted about it and said for me, they are the most exciting heavy band since the Chariot. For mm. me, they but like that's that's they were and then I heard uh, shortly after that I heard the Armed. Yes, and I, I was uh, actually these guys are fucking up there as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, for me, I hadn't, I hadn't got, it, I hadn't been excited about a heavy album um, since kind of Long Live. Yes, uh, by the Chariot. Thing. Yeah, and then when I heard the two Frontier albums, I was like, yeah, that's it. And then the Armed again, Holy Love. I was like, that's just yeah, I love that record. Yeah, so yeah. good. Um, I mean, Frontier Alive, as you can imagine, are just an assault on the senses, Mm. basically. Um, They are um, an absolutely devastating band live. Um, There are some bits and pieces that are used like on the record. So there's there's one or two, there's a few tracks uh, underneath going on. And we have, yeah, I talk a lot about how I'm not a big fan of tracks live. Mm. Um, oh, you mean like recorded tra- yeah, backing tracks? Yeah, okay. yeah, recorded backing tracks. Um, with Frontier, uh, I think they actually utilize them very well because it's usually just kind of sub drops and stuff like that, which yeah. just make you make you physically react. Um, and some of those sub drops were 
felt like my stomach was turning in on itself yeah. do you know what i mean um and i think i think they utilize it in, i i'm i'm to, i'm totally fine with it provided it's like only 10 percent of what I i'm mean, hearing if it, i think if it's considered yeah. i don't care what it is it, if it's considered and it adds and it catches the ear and it's interesting then fair enough if yeah. you're doing it because you just can't be fucked then yeah fuck yeah my my one beef with frontier has always been and i've said this quite clearly to pedram who's like the main guy behind the band uh it's always been kind of like it's so relentless mm. um even yeah. on record and stuff like that um there was one part in the set where it felt like there was almost like a two minute jazzy interlude just to get everyone to yeah. uh, take like take a breath. Um, I hate to say this because that's kind of what I've been saying they need to For me, music is all about dynamics, basically. Correct. We'll be talking about that later. And I think the, the fact that Frontier are just constantly annihilate you for about an hour is incredibly impressive. But at the same time, for me, I just want bits of, just little bits where like there's something yeah. whether it's a melody or whatever it is um ironically i don't think what they tried to do with it quite worked i think yet. i think you're going to be hard fucking pushed to put something to put something in which is like if you want a a palate cleanser yeah when the fucking main course is that Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be, it's a diff, that's a hard fucking slog. I do get. think, I do think that's true, but just to play devil's ad- advocate for a second, I think people would have said that about Dillinger on the first record. Mm. You know, my, I mean, Steve won't agree with this, I know, but my least favorite Dillinger record is Calculating Infinity because it's the least dynamic. Mm. I, I don't think it's the worst necessarily, but my least, it's my least favorite because yeah. it's pretty it's pretty relentless throughout there's yeah. you know one or two bits of respite but and then when they brought greg on and greg could do more melodic vocals and stuff like that it just you know i mean like fix your face is fucking amazing mm. but so's black bubblegum yeah, you know? yeah like the chorus in black bubblegum is it's pure pop isn't it, it? it is yeah it's pop and like i i love that i love when very very heavy bands then just chuck a pop hooking i think i think you guys do it really well you know um there's a reason we got you on um but you know like i don't i i always feel a bit bad i I, like as a uh uh, critic i suppose uh, you don't want obviously you want to give um constructive feedback but you also don't want to be like this is the direction i think you need to go in but frontier are like one of the few times where i go this is the only thing that I think would improve. Yeah, I think your band. so. When I, um, when I heard Frontier for the first time, I told a, a lot of well, my friends who were into heavy music, I was like, "You need to fucking listen to this band. You yeah. need to, you have to listen to this fucking album." And then, with their second album, came out, my friends were already on it, and they and they asked me what I thought of it, and I was like, "I think it's breathtaking. I think I think it's stunning." Um, there were no kind of heavy tropes or bullshit to it. It's it's really artistic. Mm. And they're like, but there's it's just like in turn and I when I say one level, I'm not trying to um denigrate it or anything like that. I mean it is, as we said, it's fucking it's one level, but one it's, sonic it's, level. It's fucking brutal all the yeah. way through. That's yeah. what I mean by yeah. by one level. And usually I'm the same as you. For me, so the 
songs, the best songs are the ones that are memorable, whether it's because of a drum beat or a bass line or yeah. a lyric or a dynamic or a hook. Um, and with Frontera, it was just 50 minutes of fucking bludgeoning. Yes. And usually I'd be like, fuck that. That's that's lazy yeah. or what have you. I'm the same. I, I, when I listened to that album, I was like, well, fucking what it doesn't need it doesn't need dynamics i like the 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 thought the the experience of that relentlessness is almost nauseating when you've got the headphones on and it's loud it's like you it's that you feel discombobulated by the end of it um and then after you know um, but again to be devil's advocate after three or four listens i was like oh do you know what it could have it it could have done like it like it fucking matters like i'm giving them advice on how to write heavy music but um for, for you know yeah, I think there are. Like, there could, there could, there could have been some uh, respite, but on the whole, I don't think that's what it's about. Like, I, I don't I, think it's that at all. You're probably right, to be honest, and maybe it is a like bad critique in a way. I, th- I, I think, I mean, I do think I totally agree with you in terms of uh, normally when bands just just bludgeon. Mm. I get bored quite quickly, yeah, me too. to be honest. And Frontera, I think, are just so far ahead of the pack. I do think it is amazing how they manage to keep your interest for as long as they do. Yeah. I mean, obviously, live, it's a different story. And, like, it's kind of okay being bludgeoned for 50 minutes live because it's happening in front of you. Well, and, if you, and, you're paying to go there, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. you're getting. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like you not go to a boxing match and then go, oh my God, there's some blood. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, they're hitting each other. Oh my God. What is going on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that like I've, I've said that to them for about a year and then they try it and I don't think they've quite pulled it off yet so um i don't know whether they maybe they should pursue it i don't know but um that is that that is always the when people don't like frontier that is usually the criticism well that is just kind of that it's bludgeon 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 and i i I do get that that. yeah i understand those people i just said well that's fine (laughs) yeah well no sure that's that's totally that's totally fine and also to be fair it's obviously frontier are not trying to like appeal I mean, to everyone are they fucking chart are they no. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't i don't i don't think they're like you know sending demos over to simon cowell being like next year get someone to cover this i would fucking love to hear bunsen next to billy eilish though so. can you uh, imagine on radio in, in the fucking house like you know in, in the in the uh the judges houses no no we should no, you're going back home. <laughs> but I do, I sincerely, I mean, I've seen Frontier now four or five times. I've been incredibly lucky to see them quite a lot. I, I, If you like heavy music at all, you, I sincerely recommend that you yeah, go and see I'm them live at the earliest opportunity. I'm missing them and it pisses me off. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get to do a show together one day. That'd be great. Do you know one place that uh, one could go and see them? I know that you can't, but uh, that's Arc Tangent Festival. Um, yeah. Who are our sponsors? Who see, are our sponsors? See what Fuck I did there. Each and every one of them. <laughs> that's called James Scarlett. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, Damien and James are quite close, so they're... No, they're, they're, they're well, you, <laughs> you both hate one another. No, no we are not. No, um, it is. We are. We yeah, are. Arc Tangent are... Uh, Frontier, sorry, are playing Arc Tangent on the... <laughs> oh, fuck, I can't remember what day it is, but... But uh, if you want to go, there's a code which you can use either Riot Act or Riot. Put it in the checkout, 10% off. I've told you all this before, but, you know, I'm just reminding you because 
creating for it your is, own benefit. Yeah, it's the best. Um, bands that are playing include Zeal and Arda, Russian Circles, Nordic Giants, employed to serve Racket Cannon, The Algorithm, uh, Brutus, Tosca, Carbon, Palm Reader, A.A. Williams, Wildcat, Strike, Pine, Sir, and the St. Pierre Snake Invasion. Ding dong. I've heard of them. I have. They're all right. Album of the year, they say. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that depends on what review you fucking read. Some of it, some of them, some people think it's fucking dog shit. Can we talk about the Blink-182 thing? The Blink-182 thing? Why? I thought you'd never ask. Well, I think you should have a right to reply to your reviews. Uh, Look, I've already replied. Okay. I've already replied, but in a a playful and and jovial way. Look, there are two things that's happened with that review. So just to... The guy who did the review went straight in saying that the band name was ridiculous. And I suppose, True. you know, you can, you can argue that. That's it's, fair. It's, it's fair. <laughs> it, look, it's either, fair. for some people, it's the best band name ever. For some people, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's fair enough. I think it's great. But, um, <laughs> obviously. But, uh, and then, it, you know, it was, and then he went in on the vocals. The vocals were a bit hoarse. And I was like, yeah, I'll give you that. I'm not a big fan of my scream either. I'm not really a big fan of, of my voice unless I'm speaking, as you can tell. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> love the sound of my own voice there. But recorded, <laughs> singing, not so much. But then he said that the um, the vocals were so similar. The similarities between myself and Mark Hoppus were alarming. Mm. Alarming. Uh, which I thought, which I thought, was very funny. Mm. It was very funny. And um, three years ago, three years ago, I would be like, I would almost certainly be like, you are a little cunt. <laughs> come and meet me. And we'll, <laughs> come and meet me. And we'll see what's up. It'll be Blink 187. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> Blink, Blink 187, mate. That's what's going to happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older now. And uh, I just found it very, very funny. And, it, you know, people... People are well within their rights to think that this is a bag of shit album. Yeah, completely. I don't, I don't mind at all. That is a, that's an odd criticism though, because I do not hear Mark Hoppus in your. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's because I've got I I suffer the same affliction as John Lennon in that my my voice single tracked isn't great at all. Um, You'll see that if you can see us live. Uh, (laughs) but, um, But uh. So I have to double track. I have to double track to to give a little bit more warmth and to thicken it up. Yeah. And Mark Hoppus is exactly the same. He he dub, basically double tracks everything. Most bands do, though, don't they? I think so. Unless you've got really good singers, they. There was that um story about Nirvana, like um yeah. Kurt Cobain. So Bleach, it's not double tracked, but on Nevermind, Butch Vig was um had to trick him into double tracking yeah. his vocals because. Was it, was it, it might have been Lennon. It was John Lennon. So he, yeah. so John Lennon's voice got so kind of um, thin and coarse, um, horse, coarse, whatever. Yeah. It got thin, thinner um, as his career progressed and he wanted everything doubled. He didn't like, same, same as me, he didn't like his voice. I'm not comparing myself to John Lennon, by the way, just to say that I would never smack a woman. I was so. about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck that guy. Um, we won't get into that. But um, yeah, and yeah, so Butch Vig was kind of like, I want this. He, he, I think Butch Vig knew what he was doing more than fucking yeah. Cobain did. He was like, "This yeah. is a fucking pop album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, gonna yeah, make yeah, it yeah. sound like a pop album." And just said, "Yeah." Every time he wanted him to double track, he was like, "John Lennon did it." Yeah, exactly. And and Kurt Cobain went, "Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. I'll do it then." Right. Let's talk about 
uh, some new albums. The first album we're going to come to is Wear Your Wounds, which is the second full-length album from what began as a solo project by Converge vocalist Jacob Bannon. Um, you strike me as a Converge fan, surely. Yeah, no, I, I, I was a little, I, I, do you know what? Um, shamefully late to that rodeo. Really? Yeah, I think it was, I've, I've only really been listening to it for about six years. Ah, well. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know why. I'd, I've obviously heard of them. Yeah. But I just never, I'd never really got around to it. And then Sam, our current drummer, when he joined, you, I, I was saying, look, I'm, I want to take more from my hardcore influences. Um, and he was like, oh, you should listen to these albums. And I was like, oh, fucking what? What did he give you, Jane Doe? Uh, yeah, he just, I just, he, yeah, he said Jane Doe initially, which yeah. was the, pre- which ended up being the premise of, uh, of what we tried to do in the studio. Yeah. yeah. I was like, right, I want to do Jane Doe meets Purple Rain. That was kind of, <laughs> oh, was, hello. That, that was it. I was like, so it was Jane Doe, Purple Rain, which sounds like madness, but, but that's it. So yeah, com, com, uh, yeah, I am a mass. I have a, a a huge amount of respect for them. Yeah. Um, well, and also, I mean, Jacob Bannon generally. I mean, just like the artwork that he does mm. for Convergent for a load of other bands, and like he's got so many different projects going on. Uh, but Where Your Wounds is something which started. Well, I mean, the first album was actually being written for about ten years yeah, before like it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so, um, and it definitely, have you heard the first album? No. Okay. It definitely had, I loved the first record. It was actually placed at number seven in my albums of the year, 2017, but it is very much a part of, it's very much a bit of me, Mm -hmm. Wear Your Wounds. Um, I am big into this kind of epic, sweeping, almost post-metal-y sort of sound and marry that with, um, Jacob Bannon. And um, I'm going to be well into that. Um, so, and Russell and the Gates of Heaven it, it pretty much carries on where um, okay. the first album uh, uh, came from in the first place. This is the first time that it's played with the full band, which includes current and former members of the Red Chord, Cave In, Trap Them, Sleigh Bells, and Twitching Tongues, as well as a whole plethora of other bands. And it's the first time that they've written and recorded all together. It also has um, Ben Chisholm on it. Do you know Ben Chisholm? He's a collaborator with Chelsea Wolfe. Right. And I think um, if for those who are familiar with Chelsea Wolfe, I think they will hear a lot of Chelsea Wolfe-esque things that are going on on this record. Um, so as I said, this is, it has a sort of post metally kind of vibe, but I think there's a lot of other things in here as well. There's kind of like goth in there there's a lot of sort of uh there's metal obviously post-rock very grand sweeping uh orchestral arrangements Mm. the record begins with a very sweeping grand orchestral arrangement the first thing that i really noticed with this record in comparison to the first though is how prominent that what i'm going to call slow hand guitar leads are Mm. it's like (laughs) which i'm already sensing you're Mm. not a fan of it is almost as if I, i i will say right now i adore that shit okay, I, it's it, fine it's it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um but i would say it is like eric clapton has been bought a distortion pedal and he's super happy about it yeah i would say it's like someone took the um the post action come down scenes from lethal weapon and took those <laughs> guitars and put them over some prog rock 
that's you sad. know what I mean? Um, sure. I'm worried I mean, that some of our listeners I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying that's neither good nor bad. I'm just saying that's my reference point. When I was hearing it, where it was like proper. It's very soulful. It was kind of. It was yeah. It was, I got I that kind of '80s action thing about it oh okay but so what like top gun theme almost that type of thing like that triumphant yeah that triumphant 80s lead don't don't think yes um yeah i wouldn't disagree with that um i like it uh you, you... i look i i i um i yeah <laughs> Well, I like it. Um, And and I am sure that there are, there's a sea of people who are going to fucking absolutely love, love this. That I, I, my, I genuinely think that the, these lot could be the Arctangent special guest slot. Oh, really? I think, I think so. I've got a feeling because I know they're over in Europe. I think it could be them. And I think, if they do play, they will fucking rinse it. If, if there was anywhere that this was would would go down well, it would be Arctangent. Funnily enough, I mean, Converge obviously headlined Arctangent a few mm. years ago. Um, I, I think where your wounds are even more suited to that oh, festival. For show. For show. <laughs> for show. For show. Um, for show. I've never heard that. As soon as I heard it, I was like fucking... It's like they wrote it up. At Arctangent, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Recorded it at Arctangent. Yeah, it is very, you know, it's very grand, and like some, a lot of the songs are very languid. You know, they stay on a certain part for a quite a long time. They do, and and that's it. And you know, I'm, I, I can't, you know, we're talk, what we're getting into subjectivity. Here, it's mm. not really for me. I, th- I, 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 pref- I, I do like expansive music, but I do prefer a little bit of immediacy. And there was not the a lot of that. On, yeah. on it, I think it it plods in i think with the the because you have the instrumental the with the keys and the the first track uh, and the strings yeah yep. which is beautiful really it is, beautiful. yeah sounds then, like a score yeah really does um that song uh and because i had never heard this band before i didn't even right. know uh that it was jacob bannon right so i didn't know what to expect and then when um rust in the gates of hell the the title track started and it builds and it mm. kicks in i was like actually this is fucking really triumphant and beautiful but then i just kind of felt once that song had happened it was ju- it would the rest of the album was kind of just that i knew what was coming in a sense which i think for people is good people will like that but. i will acknowledge that um uh, at least half of their discography mm. it's probably fair to say uh, the formula is song starts quietly, usually with Bannon doing a sort of whether uh, soft vocal or, mm. or, or almost spoken almost words, whispered, yeah. almost spoken word. And then and then and it, that sort of builds up for a couple of minutes. And then there's just this big crescendo yeah. part at the end. Um I acknowledge that that is definitely a formula that they do mm. quite a bit. I don't think I think to say that that's all every one of their songs no, not, no. not that you said that but it would be unfair um at the end of the day that formula works really well absolutely absolutely so so i think my favorite that's the thing my favorite part of this album is it is it called paper panther is it the third your paper song? panthers yeah, yeah i was gonna say go into like the little hispanic bit at the end i was i thought that was fucking brilliant yeah and i was like here we go here we go now they're gonna fucking 
flip it on its head and, and then it just stopped. And, and then it started, which like, is a shame, isn't it? Like, this yeah. Is, this is, this pro that for me was the most intriguing part of the album where I was like, this is going to go somewhere where I was not expecting. Paper Panthers is a really good song. It starts sounding like a really melodic mastodon track mm. basically it's quite sludgy and fast definitely not a quote-unquote typical where your wo yeah. wound song uh and then yeah and then it goes into that i mean you you, you called it hispanic i'd say it's more like a spaghetti western yeah, yeah, kind of good, thing yeah, yeah. like it sounds like a morricone like it could be no no yeah, tracking a morricone yeah. kind of film i i love that i love that I song love that. that's fucking great um i think i think there's some really cool things that are brought in from that begin with subtleties and then they just build and build and build. So for example, truth is a lonely word rides in on one very low piano note, mm. and then Jacob singing over the top of it. Um, and then the whole thing erupts, you know, that massive slow hand guitar thing comes in again. So yeah. maybe that doesn't, you know, uh, uh, work for you as well as it works for me. But like, I love, I love the fact that it comes from such a small thing and builds to this huge crescendo. I mean, I'm all about, I'm all about that, you know. <laughs> I'm all about that. Well, yeah. I mean, look, it's. it's I'm a sucker it's, for it. I'm it is a, what it is. You know, like I say, it's, it's, it's completely a taste. It's completely a tasting. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that this is a, a bad album. No, at, I, w I wouldn't have the guile to say that. But um, but it, it for me, it's just not to my it's not to my palate. Surely, as a musician, you can agree though that it's masterfully crafted. Uh, <coughs> I don't. Mm, I don't know. Well, I again. I I think. I think they're very good at what they, at that type of thing. I think. I don't think there's enough variation on it to be to be masterful. If that makes, hmm. uh, do you know what I mean? I just don't. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. I, I, or I almost mean in terms of like, I've listened to this album quite a lot now because mm. I've had it for a little while, and I feel like every time I hear a song, there's a little part that I didn't hear. Yeah um that the, there's the, it's very dense it's enormously yeah. dense this record. i think and, and maybe that's it i mean i've listened i think i listened to about two or three times okay um <laughs> and um that'll be my lot but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing I, you know so maybe maybe i need to listen to it maybe five or six six yeah. times i think the problem is the problem i had with it is not the album itself it's it was me i don't necessarily enjoy listening to that type of music that much so I kind of halfway through the album, it, f it felt like a bit of a labor to, m to me. Yeah. So, and then it was hard to kind of not think about anything else other than like, oh, do you know what? This is probably, they're probably better off just asking someone else to listen to this. It was the, it was the record I was most worried about giving you from what wow. I know of your tastes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do, I, I, I mean, I think it's a, I, I think it's a fantastic piece of work. I think it's a really, really good, um, follow up to the first one i think considering the first one was written over a period of 10 yeah. years i think it's amazing how you know this has come two years later i think it's amazing it's a beautiful record it, it i mean don't get me wrong it is a beautiful sounding yeah. record yeah and, and there, there's a very evocative um there are some very evocative movements in it yeah that you can't help but kind of feel like a, there's a sense there's a sense of sadness on this album that you can kind of feel in the in the use of strings and, and what have you. There's a definitely a, me a melancholic sense to it, 
which is captivating and beautiful. Mm. It's just, I can't, I don't want to listen to it for an hour. No, fair enough. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. But I think that's where the gothy thing comes in for me. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the way that this band evokes sadness is, yeah, for re- sure, is strong. I think it's, yeah, you know, yeah. really well done. Um, but yeah, this is this is a bit of me. Like, full on, this that's is a cool. bit of me. And this fuck it, you know, if pe- pe- people who like the music that are our tangent, I do as well, just, just for, for balance. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. I do like I do like Arc, I fucking like Arc Tangent, um, but uh, as we've as we've um, established, the post rock stuff and the post metal stuff isn't necessarily for me. Yeah, if you're yeah. in if you are into that type of music, there is no fucking way on earth that you're not going to enjoy this album. The, yeah, absolutely, yeah, there's no and way on earth you're not going to enjoy it. The last thing I'll say on it as well: um, a lot of the time, post rock slash post metal, one of the biggest criticisms of it is um all the bands sound the same and because you don't because you don't have a vocal it's Mm. difficult to differentiate them now obviously this band do have vocals but i would say that when aware your wounds song comes on they have enough of a formula which is them which i think you can say this is them i reckon i I don't yeah i'm not well versed enough in 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 that arena to yeah to, to tell you whether that's factual or not. Well, I am. So, <laughs> so fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck yourself, uh, man. It's called, yeah. <laughs> it's called Russell, the Gates of Heaven. Uh, it's from Where Your Wounds. It's out now. And uh, I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, right. Next, we're going to Florida. Not literally. Um, for Tosh mm. um, and their fifth album, Admission. Uh, this is the fifth album from the Floridian melodic stoner sludge. Metalers, do you think that's fair? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um I like Torsh a lot, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got fucking deja vu all of a sudden. Um Torsh, I would say, are kind of like a melod the, the the melodies are almost reminiscent of Queens of the Stone Age, but then they marry it to sort of that early Mastodon sludge. Really? Do you think that's I fair? That at all. Really? Of course. I just I heard Killing Joke. Oh, like early Killing Joke, like with that kind of like eighties reverb, kind of goth. Yeah, I can see. Thing. I can that's see where you're coming from. I heard, but then. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing. No, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I think you know, I think. Yeah, I think Killing Joke's a good show, actually. I th- you know, I think that's, that works. Um, I didn't particularly get on with their last album, Restarter. It's funny, I know bits and pieces of what you're going to say about this record. If you think, <laughs> if you think this record is samey, then uh, you should check out Restarter. I never said that. <laughs> um, uh, and Restarter was their debut album for um, Relapse Records. Um, but this is the, uh, the, the the next one along. And I do think that... They they have released a couple of oh, modern classic. They've released a couple of fantastic records. Two thousand eight's Meanderthal and twenty twelve's Harmonicraft in particular, like brilliant, essential, heavy modern. I would releases. check those ones out. Yeah, um, but how does admission fare? I'm going to let you start, uh, and then I'll defend it. I, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not going. You know, look, it's completely subjective, isn't it? So I can't. I'm not going to say that it's a bad album or it's a shit album mm. because that's not my place to say because it's subjective. It is this week. You're, you're no, a reviewer no, no, for I one d- week only. I don't, think, I don't think it's right. I think you can say, I, I think as a reviewer, you can say what you don't like. What yes. You don't think, what you don't think works. Yes. I think to say it's shit 
you 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 can't do that. There's yeah. nothing. So I don't think this is well. True. Music is music is like food. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing that you could fucking say to me which will convince me otherwise that mushrooms are fucking the devil. Oh mate. Do you know what I mean? Lovely, and here we are. Lovely, exactly, lovely mushroom soup. Exactly where we are now. <laughs> I would. I could not eat a fucking mushroom soup right. with a, with a gun to my head. And I would say that that shit. If you put a mushroom soup here, it could be the best mushroom soup in the world. NASA verified. And I'd still think. Yeah, it's that's fair enough. Not nice, but not shit. But so with this album, I listened to it. Do you know what? I'd never heard the band before. Mm -hmm. Big, really fucking. Sounds big. huge, doesn't it? Massive. Yeah. Chris, not overly produced either as well. Mm, so there was mm -hmm. still an, an essence of uh, of the room that they're in when you're listening to it. The guitars are big Massive. on this record. Big, yeah. I, I, I want, because the vocals don't, so like say with a band like Converge, the reason the guitars are so big is because the vocals are so low in the mix and it gives it that room. Yeah. Whereas with this, the vocals still are still there, yeah. which I thought was fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I would, that is a through line with all of their yeah. stuff. I would say, yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. I was, uh, yeah, I was Im impressed with that. Um, lots of fucking riffs. Lots, lots of, of riffs, yeah. Lots of big riffs. Lots of big kind of soaring 80s-esque killing joke vocals, I, I, mm -hmm. I thought. Um, I think the, the title track, uh, Admission, for me, the best song on the album. I, I uh, won thousand percent agree best song in the um album. i hate it when people say a thousand percent i 100 percent agree 100 um i mean there is such a thing as a thousand percent isn't there is it there is yes yeah. so you can you can have a thousand not mathematically well you can have a thousand percent if you're um so i'm gonna sh show my maths here so if i spend a hundred pound yeah. on getting stock yeah and i sell it for a thousand pounds or whatever it is what would it be a hundred oh right 000? so it's a th all right all right pound, fine yeah I still my maths is terrible. I still my hate is myself. You know, but it would still be a thousand percent profit. Or whatever. Yeah, all right. You could right, have a right. thousand percent profit. This is not anyway. So torch. <laughs> so torch one thousand uh, percent. Yeah, after um, track four or five, I can't. I was kind of like I've heard this before. But or, admissions or like, track six, isn't it? Oh, okay. Track six or seven. Yeah. I'm okay. Not sure. Fucking pet. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I knew it. It's like gonna get him on. He'll say something. We'll, we'll have a you know an open and honest conversation about subjective issues. But then no, fuck him. He said it wrong, so it's six. Completely disregard anything he has to say about the bands that I like and he doesn't. There we are. I've seen straight through you. <laughs> I can appreciate um, uh, why some people would um, tire of, of this album after six or seven mm. tracks. I can I can appreciate that. Yeah. I think lengthwise, and actually, believe me, um, me and Steve go on about like albums being too long mm. all the fucking time. Mm. This uh, album is eleven songs. It's thirty six minutes. I th I think that's about right. Yeah, it probably could have it could have had a song shaved off, but I'm pretty happy with the length. Oh, really? I don't, I don't, anywhere between thirty and forty for me. Yeah, as well. that's about my max. But it's probably. Live, it's about an hour. I don't care who you are. I only want to see you for an hour. Don't mm -hmm. fuck off. Mm -hmm. uh, album, yeah. It's half an hour, 40 minutes, and then jog on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, I didn't think, in terms of length, I don't think it, it was a problem. So was, so it, was it more dynamics? Maybe? Yeah, I just kind of felt like it was, yeah, it was nothing really caught my ear after, say, admission, mm -hmm. really. Maybe that's not true, but it, it, I think there's. I th I th I think it dips. I think admission is so good. Yeah. So admission it, is this track like, 
it's an absolute diamond. It, it adopts, it, it's the usual sludgy approach that they have, but it marries it with this um, 80s style new wave riff almost. It, this um, really. Rem- I think the reason I like it is because it, it reminded me somewhat of Deftones. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I can totally see that actually. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I think it's it's almost like a combination of like, one of those sludgy Mastodon S slash Baroness bands mm. with like the, the soundtrack to drive. Yeah. You know, like it sounds so fucking cool and it's, it is Torsh at their best. That, that, yeah. Like when this band are at their best, that's what they do. Yeah. And it is really good. Um, I, yeah, I do think it's by far the best record, uh, but best song on the record. Yeah. Um, but um, so I think it feels like the album takes a bit of a dip after mm. that, but, in reality, it's probably like that song's just so good. Yeah. Um, I think it should have been first. I think it should have been the first song. Really? Yeah. But then you don't, then you, mm, but then you don't have anywhere to go. Like mm. sometimes it's really good to have best stuff as a centerpiece, you know? Yeah. Because it feels like it's the, it is the center of the album. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I mean, I, I'm just saying, if, if it was my album, I probably would have put it first. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, but I think, I think, you know, I I definitely think that this is um, one of the better Torch albums overall. Um, as I say, certainly better than uh, the last record. There's a there's a song on it. Track three is called Slide, which has this really irresistible riff, which is you know very difficult to get out of your head once you've listened to it. And like, I really like. There there are so few bands, um, heavy bands, mm. who are brave enough to just do a melodic vocal these Mm, days yeah um and i do really love it when bands are capable of doing that without sounding weedy yeah and torsh fulfill that role very well there's a lot of people you know i don't mind screen vocals you obviously don't um but (laughs) but but you know there are plenty of people who do who still want heavy music and I, i think I think it's cool that there are a few bands out there who are able to do that without it sounding sort of weedy and crap, basically, yeah. you know, uh, and Torsh fulfill that need really, really well. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like this album. I think it's uh, after Restarter, I was a little bit worried that maybe they'd gone off the boil completely, but I think that's actually just a blip in their catalogue. Mm. I think this is... Um, a really good record. Are these, are these guys playing 2003 uh, at Arctangent? Uh, no, I think they'd go down pretty well at, at Arctangent. Um, I think they'd probably work at Trees as well, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they so. have enough melodicism. I so. and, I, I, and again, I, I, no, just because it's not um, 100% up, up my, up my, uh, up my tree. I think a lot of people will really like this song. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, so it is called Admission and it is by Torsh uh, and it is quite good. Um, the last album we're going to be talking about is a debut album from Glitterer and it's called Looking Through the Shades. Um, this is a really new band, Glitterer. Mm. Uh, Glitterer formed in August 2017. So as we are talking today, uh, this band are less than two years old, which is mad, really. Um, I say a new band. It, the Glitterer actually come predominantly from the mind of just one person, which is Ned Russin. Uh, he's the 29-year-old bassist slash vocalist with hardcore shoegaze punk rockers Title Fight. Do you know Title Fight? I, I didn't until I heard. Uh, really? I'd, I'd never heard. But I'd heard of them. I'd never. I just assumed they were some shit pop punk. <laughs> 
no, they're not. No, no. I've discovered that. They're not. They're not. <laughs> no, they're really not, are they? No. So, so, um, so you went back to title fight for this? Uh, no, no. Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually, yeah. I, um, Excellent. Thank you. I listened to, to this album and then I've Googled him and then checked out. I've Googled Glitterer. Saw what the backstory was. Title fight. Had to listen. What did you think of title fight? Just what? briefly. Uh, I listened to the uh, was it Floor Green mm-hmm. album. I was mm-hmm. listening to someone out on the way up. Um, I quite liked it. Yeah, I, liked I quite title fucking fight. liked it. I was quite. It's a bit. It's a bit. E- I thought it was a little bit emo. I think it's a little bit. Um, a little bit. Uh, white boy pain. <laughs> a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I will say you chose their emoisty album. Yeah. Um, okay. Hyperview. It's called Hyperview, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, the 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 first and second record are a little harder, okay. a little heavier. Well, I'll go back to them as well. Um, um, I really like Floral Green. I have yeah. to. I have to I, be honest. I thought I think it's great. I, 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 it was. Um, yeah, I quite liked it. I thought the first song was fucking really good. Yeah, they have a kind of. Uh, well, uh, like I said, really, uh, a punk vibe, but through a very strong shoegaze filter, yeah. don't they? Um, Glitterer aren't miles away from that. They definitely retain some of the shoegaze elements, I would say. Um, but there's also an infusion of melodicism. I'd almost coin this as pop gaze. Yeah. If you disagree, yeah, no, man, no, no, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. No, I, I, that's the, I, I think that... Um, I may, you know, shoegaze. I don't know. Maybe shoegaze for me are like elong, elongated passages. I think there's a lot more going on than I would say shoegaze. I think. I I think the reason why I and and I am determined for this to catch on. <laughs> I think the reason why I've said pop gaze okay. is because I think it has the sonics of shoegaze. Yeah. But it does it in, I mean, I should say right now, this album is for people who have absolutely no attention span whatsoever mm. because it's 14 tracks. It's got, what, 25 minutes? If that. If that. Um, the songs on this, the longest song on this album is two minutes and 21 seconds. Yeah. Um, and 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 we talk about brevity quite mm. a lot on this podcast and and because the majority of albums are too fucking long mm. or, or like even even albums that i fucking adore a lot of them are too long yeah and that is something that cannot be i, I if anyone said that this record is too long no. i'd be like almost, it's almost the other way around i it's almost the other way around well this is the, the actually this is going to be my biggest criticism of the record despite <laughs> I'm going to have to go back on myself now, but despite usually moaning that records are too long, my feeling with this album is I really like it. Um, But the songs more often than not, by the time that you've locked into it and you see what they're doing, the song then just ends. This is, this is why, this is why I thought, I, I thought exactly the same. I, and it's not for you or I to define what is a song and mm. what isn't mm-hmm. a song mm-hmm. songs could be whatever the person writing them want them to be totally for me they sound like unfinished ideas a lot of them mm. I think I, 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 you know there's um, and they are, and, and unfortunately and, and, and I'm saying these about songs that I really like as well. yeah, yeah. Like, so that's so, there's a song too which I believe having researched him is about his twin brother who was in title fight as well um, it's fuck it probably the best song on the album for me but then it just it's just a verse, 
then a chorus and a bit of a verse and then it stops and it's like this is really good man you should you could have quite easily gone back so it's either either he the guy's a fucking genius and he's trying he's doing um the pixies you know and the, the pixies were recording there's a lot of pixies in this yeah. isn't there yeah and the pixies would say to gil norton uh, gil norton would say this song's a minute and a half long what yeah. the fuck are you doing he's like well go back to all those buddy holly records they're all a minute and a half yeah. long so yeah, if it's good enough for Buddy Holly. Yeah, it's good enough for us. Maybe he's doing that. Maybe he's trying to kind of um, recreate that sense of of brevity and urgency. For me, if they were just a little bit longer, I I, I, I think they would do be agree. Really, really good. And I think I'm really glad you brought up the Pixies actually, because I think that's a very good reference point in terms of there are loads of Pixies songs. I don't know. There goes my gun. Uh, mm. Well, I mean, you could just name most of them, yeah. which are all very, very short. Um, but the majority of Pixie songs do sound like complete songs. And um, I I mean, I suppose if your biggest criticism of an album is I want more, that's not a terrible criticism as criticisms go. Um, But there was like the the first song, The Race, it came in. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Mm. It's a minute and four seconds long. And a lot of the, um, you mentioned there that a lot of the songs, the, the, the song was like first chorus a little bit of verse and then that's it yeah most of the choruses on this record you only hear once yeah now i think in terms of going back to the album and listening back to it again and again and again in a sense it's a bit of a genius move because Mm. you are going to get fed up of those choruses um uh, far less quickly than you would with an album you know where the chorus repeats two three four times So in a way, I really admire it. And I think it's a very astute move. But the the four or five times I've listened to this album, for me, every time I've listened to, to the, you know, the, the songs that I really love, I just, I'm like, I just want an extra minute. I that, think, mate. and I think that's a kind of, and it, I, I it, fucking hell edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. Don't edit that bit out. Leave it in, leave it in. I'm not that, I'm not that shallow. Um, <laughs> You said half it. But, um, <laughs> he went on for 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, listeners. 20 bus. minutes of just like. <laughs> 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 um, I think when on, on the way over here, I listened to the album again on the bus and I listened to that song too, mm. which for me is the best. It's the best one. On the okay. Album. It is the best song on the album. Um, and I listened to it and it was the first time having listened to the album about two or three times where I just put that song back on. Oh, back right. On. I'm back on. I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to keep listening to this because I actually enjoy that. Um, so if that's what he's intended, yeah, fair enough. If he's just yeah. lazy, I'm fucking. <laughs> fucking for playing games with me, making me think, overthink his laziness into thinking that it's calculated. Uh, I, who knows? I, I, I don't know. Um, I... I I think it is a shrewd. It's clearly done on purpose. Do you think? Yeah, because so few of these. I mean, at the end of the day, these it days. It must be, actually. At, it at the end of, must be. Well, even if you're lazy, purpose, yeah. even if you're lazy, at the end of the day, these days, you can you can copy and paste the chorus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it it must be, it is an artistic choice. Mm. And it's one that I really admire, but it's also one that bugs me occasionally because I'm like, I want these songs to be longer. There's also, I mean, a, a part of me will admit that 
maybe I need to listen to this record more. Maybe rather, you know, we try to listen to albums on this show at least four to five times. It's kind of our general rule, what we try to do. Maybe this is a record which needs to be listened to a dozen times. Maybe. And you could listen to this record a dozen times in the amount of time it would normally listen to a record you take to listen to a record four or five times because it's so short it is very short but i think um i mean if you skip the news as well which you probably should yeah go on tell tell me why you don't like the news it just it's just one of the worst songs i've ever heard <laughs> yeah. i i think that's a bit harsh i, I, I mean, it's not I, my favorite again we're talking about subjectivity yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. of course i'm of sure course. there are plenty folk out there who will think that i'm talking utter shit it's just bass and vocals that's i just it's just i can't i I, you know i'm not gonna i thought of what i thought it was like but i'm not gonna say because it's quite (laughs) offensive but he just sounded like on that song his his vocals are like marmite i think I think you're either going to be really into that type way of singing or you're really not going to be into that way of singing. I think what, what would you say it is? It's quite sort of... It's kind of l- fucking l- nasally American. I almost... Uh-huh. I oh, he, he, His voice when he sings is so American that I th- that it makes me feel like it's affected because I, 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 do, I refuse to believe that anyone sounds that American <laughs> when they fucking sing just by singing. To give him credit, he is American. I know. <laughs> say, my, and, for, and before any of you start fucking giving me shit, my stepmother is, is American. She's in my house. While uh, she's not, she's on my allotment watering my fucking plants. Oh, so, you just bring her over here, slave labor. Yeah. Uh, hey Damien, is there anything I can do? Allotment, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and I, and I think on there were parts when he's using melody, it works. It really does work. Yeah, I think with the, the news, just the bass, and and I think the vocal. Uh, I think the I think the lyrics aren't very good on on that song either. I think they're they're pretty bad. It just, it sounds pretty puerile to me. Lyrically, it does really vary because some of it I love and Mm. some of it I'm not so keen on. There's a song which is called 1001 Mm. and the chorus is, I sang 1000 songs, didn't want to sing again. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. This is the time he's singing again. In case you didn't get that because it's called 1001. Good. Let's move on. Um, But yeah, but sometimes the lyrics are a a little bit bit kind of crap. GCSE. Yeah, yeah, and it it almost feels like, I mean, it isn't, but it almost feels like sometimes there's two vocalists, one who's great and one who's, well, two lyricists, I should say. Yeah. One who's great and one who's not so great. That whole nasal voice thing, um, did I hear you almost say Molko thing, that like placebo type thing? Uh, I wouldn't, no, no, it's more, um, for me, (laughs) it sounds like fucking Sesame Street. (laughs) the world you know like that type of shit some of it when he's using it when he's going up high you get away with it but on that fucking on that the news when it's drawn out yeah yeah yeah, it's it's too much for me there's a there's a band called can't swim i don't know if you're familiar with them but their their vocalist sounds like uh Ernie from Burton. Yeah. Ernie. And and to be honest, I'm into it. Um, I, I'm into the Sesame yeah, yeah. Street thing. Hey, I, I quite, don't get me wrong. Out of the three albums that we've reviewed, this is the one that I liked the, the most. Right. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Ah, so, so this, I'm not, I'm not having a, I just, that one particular song for me. This is I interesting. Cause if, this, if I was his mate, I'd, admit, I'd be like, Ned mate, <laughs> fucking get rid of that. 
get rid. But it's a short album though, Damien. It's so I short. I couldn't give a fuck, mate. Make it shorter. <laughs> fuck that off. Crack on. Um, this is my least favorite of the three. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. It was and, all, and, and so it was. And, and, and I, 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 do, you know, I do like it. I think, I think it's an all right week this week. I don't, you yeah. know, we, yeah, yeah. This is this is a relatively good week. Um, we've had. We've had a bunch of weeks which have been incredible. Yeah. Um, so it probably feels, you know, not so great compared to a lot, but this isn't bad at all. This just week. to um just to go off piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did yeah, I've not had a chance to listen to it um as, as yet. But I did hear you did a um a thing about hide the kitchen knives. Yes. By the paper chase. Yes. Which is one of my favorite albums of all. Films. Oh, it's ridiculous, isn't How it? How good is that album? So um, we ha- we normally have this feature called Trade Off, and uh, it is uh, it's one of Steve's favorite albums of all time. Good so he man. brought it in, brought it in for me, and um, yeah, what an insane record! Mm. Um, it's brilliant. And actually, a lot of our listeners have contacted us and said uh, thank you for telling me about this record. Yeah, uh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's uh, so it was good. a game changer for me. It, uh, an absolute game changer. You can't hear it in Saint Pierre as much, but I'm. Um, I, I'm in a band with um, Dev and John from Idols called right. called the Plain Views. So I play guitar and they play their respective instruments. And uh, ostensibly, it's us trying to rip off Shalaka McCluskey while oh, I right. just rip off John Congleton. On the oh, top. amazing! Pretty much, it's pretty much that. Um, I lo- yeah, I fucking love that album. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, you know he is by far um, in terms of producer, guitarist. Um, and albums, it's it's he, they're, they're, them and him and it are up there. Yeah, it's enormously disturbing that album. You're, uh, just fucking genius. Yeah, yeah, He's a genius. And now he does like saintly works. Like if you look at his um, his production credits, of, it is fucking insane. That, yeah, that someone who could make something that obscure and discordant could now be working with Saint. Well, be basically working in tangent with St. Vincent on everything she yeah. does. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's he's a he's definitely a genius. He's also quite troubled, I think, possibly. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> according to that record. Um but uh yeah just to finish off on glitterer, like I, I, I do think there's a lot of promise on this and um you know I, I do I do quite like it and I might even come back in a couple of weeks time and be like okay I've listened to that glitter album a lot more now and actually it's fucking great mm. um but I'm not quite there with it yet and and for me it's a frustration where yeah I mean I've already said this but I just like this a song comes in and I just want I just want to hear that chorus at least twice yeah. you've got if sit, not you've got to sit on it a little bit more, yeah yeah and I suppose as someone who you know that like compare this album is so polar opposite to where your wounds in mm. in the sense that where oh, your yeah. wounds will get apart and and sit on it for most people would probably argue too long i mean i love listening to the subtle um changes that mm-hmm. happen when a when a when a piece of music is played over and over and over again I'm, i really get off on that the kind of minimalism aspect yeah, of it yeah. um but this this is the polar opposite well, i mean t- i think in terms of minimalism it definitely has the same like it is quite minimalist probably mm. but um but you know you're absolutely right in in that it is like the polar opposite yeah yeah in terms of delivery a lot of people talking about glitter are they um, uh I, it doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me at all yeah uh, it, i think i think I, I quite enjoyed it i quite enjoyed listening to it mm. yeah it's all right 
there are people who are going to be saying that it's yeah. fucking genius or something. Yeah, yeah. And they can suck my dick. Because <laughs> it ain't. Because <laughs> it ain't. I certainly don't think it's genius, but um, he's done enough for me to, uh, to you know, if a second Glitter record comes along, I'll check it out. 100%. I think this is the second one, isn't it? It's his, it's the debut full length. There right, are two, right, right. there are two EPs. Okay. Uh, one which I think is self-titled and the second one is called Not Glitterer, which are. is confusing. Well done. Because they are Glitterer. Yeah. Um, but there we go. Um, uh, yeah, it's called Glitterer. It's called Looking Through the Shades. It's out now. Right. Um, Damien, thank you so much no for joining us. Um, I, You have a bunch of stuff that you're doing with all sorts of bands, actually. Do you want to plug what you're doing as a as a thank you for coming on to the show? Is well, there anything I can specifically? Do. I mean, that's a, <laughs> I forgot a, to a, tell. A, th- a thank you will suffice. Certainly, <laughs> 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 but yeah, we've got. Um, we're playing 2,000 feet in our tangent. You're playing 2,000. So this oh. will go out on Friday. So um, if you're not at 2,000 trees yet, <laughs> I yeah, don't know. If you are, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. We will have seen you tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that. And then there's our oh, tangent. I mean, I, that's very presumptuous of me. <laughs> yes. there, there might be a lot of people I'll be there. listening to this going, fucking talk shit about <laughs> where your wounds <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe probably um and uh and you've also well you've got some dates with mccluskey coming for i have i've got a lot of dates with mccluskey so i've got um there's bristol sold out sorry about that <laughs> um <laughs> where are you playing bristol the exchange uh, exchange nice yeah. um so exchange and then it, it's we've got newcastle then glasgow we're doing I can't tell you the, the the dates of these. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. It's in November. Uh, yeah, you can have a look. So, um, so yeah, so August for Bristol, Bristol, Newcastle, and somewhere else. London. You're doing Dingwalls. Dingwalls is in November. We're doing Belfast, Dublin, Glasgow, Brighton. And that's it. I'll edit that th- together so it sounds really smooth. Fuck it. Just go, look, I'm doing some shows in McCluskey. <laughs> Fucking go online and just put McCluskey live. McCluskey live and all of them will be there. Yeah. Fucking hell. If you like them that much, <laughs> fucking put the F in. Well, I saw you guys at Portals and uh, you were by far, uh, we did the Portals review yeah. a couple of weeks ago and by far one of my favourite acts of the uh, of uh, the weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I still, I still, like, I, when people talk about McCluskey, seeing McCluskey in this kind of um, uh, iteration of it, which is not really, it's not really McCluskey. It's those two and me. And you. It. So, do you know what I mean? And I'm aware that people are like, oh, it's not John, it's not the same, it's not McCluskey if it's not John Chappell. It's like, mm. no one fucking knows that more than me, my friend. Mm. They're my favourite <laughs> fucking band. My, but that he ain't, he's not flying over from Australia to do it. Mm. And they've asked me to do it. And I get to listen to those songs for free every time we do them and i also get to play and sing them as well yeah. so fucking whatever like i'm uh, you know i can't i'm not i'm yeah I, w- I will refuse to take any credit for uh for portals being good because i was fucking enjoying it oh no as <laughs> ever, you were as by ever. far my least favorite member of the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's fucking done me in the 11th hour. In the 11th hour, he comes out like a fucking ninja. Um, 
Uh, McCluskey are excellent and you should go and see them. Um, they, they are just... Uh, well, you, you can say this because, yes, whilst you're in the band, you're not like... You're not, I'm not a, a founding member. No, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've literally, I might have stolen a lot of notes from those songs. I certainly, I, with the greatest of respect, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As as would I. As would I. Hence why we had to fucking change our sound on the second. All, all that stuff I said about progressing, it was like I couldn't look Andy in the eye anymore. Like, like sorry, mate. I'm really sorry. No, no. It's def. No, it is definitely one of yours. Oh, but yeah, no, you should you should see McCluskey just because they're some of the greatest songs I've ever heard yeah, in my entire life. Absolutely. And the shows are everyone is there, love. They're McCluskey one of those bands that um didn't have huge audience, not as big as I think they should have been. But the people who listen who got into them, done. They're fucking done and it means a hell of a lot. Um, um, it, this is not an original thought at all, but they are one of those bands. I feel like um, not many people knew them, but everyone who went to see them probably formed a band I agree. as a result. I agree. I, I think I can, I can fucking listen to 30 seconds of a band and tell you whether or not they like McCluskey do Dallas. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I would agree. Hear it straight away. Yeah. I would agree. Amazing. Damien, thank you so much for no coming on the show. Problemo. Uh, we need to, uh, just give a shout out to our boys in musicism again. Um, if you want to get online tutorials for your, uh, guitaring, that's the correct verb, isn't it? So. Producing or singing. Um, I can get you a discount, mate. Well. <laughs> uh, then, uh, oh, uh, just pop over to music, <laughs> musicism.net um, and type in the code RIOT and you will get 10% off. Uh, it's, no, it's well, I keep saying 10% off. It's fucking 25% off. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I totally fucked them over mm-hmm. by saying it's because it's 10% off for Art Tangent. That's it. This is why Steve normally does it. I'm fucking... Art Tangent, fuck them. It's fine. <laughs> I'll be better at this next week. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, 25% off. So uh, it's basically £7.50 instead of 9.99, And you will be brilliant at the old guitar and ting. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, next week, Ben Tipple will be joining me for 2000 Trees Review, where we shall review your silly little band <laughs> uh, and a bunch of other bands as well. And it's going to be great. It's going to be 45 minutes of me talking shit about <laughs> where your wounds now. That's, that's, that's all you're getting. Say goodbye, Damien. Good, goodbye and uh, fuck Mike Van Art. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. All right, I'm going to make sure that... All right, I might, well, I might edit that out. No, no, you have to, honestly, honestly, me and Mike have got this back and forth going on. So you have to, you have to fucking leave it. All right. I, I love you, Mike. <laughs> you have to leave it. You just have to...